This morning on the Taxpayer Talk podcast, we are joined by National MP for Pakaranga, Simeon Brown. Simeon is spokesperson for Police, Serious Fraud, Youth and Corrections. He joins us today to speak on gangs and crime in New Zealand, a topic which has filled more than a few headlines recently. Simeon, welcome to Taxpayer Talk. Well, good morning, Max. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you, mate. Uh, Thanks for having me. Oh, not at all, not at all. Now, there seems to be uh, a real interesting change in uh, public opinion, not public opinion, but the public discourse around gangs uh, recently, Mm. and people seem to be challenging the conventional wisdom uh, quite a bit. So uh, why don't you just run us through briefly, you know, why gangs might be seen as a detriment to society? Yeah, look, I think the reality is gangs and organised crime have been around for a while, but they obviously they pose a serious risk in our community um, for a number of reasons. I mean, firstly, um, they, their very existence is because of um, the organised crime that they perpetrate in our community. Uh, they, their business is fueled by the sale and supply of meth, which is an absolute curse in our community, and it damages so many lives, it breaks down many families. Um, and as we've seen recently, um, the amount of usage in New Zealand continues um, to increase. Um, but also we're seeing the, uh, the increased aggression between, between gangs and the violence that they're perpetrating on our streets, whether that's drive-by shootings in Auckland, uh, armed robberies, um, and prison destroyed earlier this year. Uh, we're seeing increased gang activity across New Zealand, which is uh, putting New Zealanders' lives at risk. And that's something which concerns me and many New Zealanders very seriously. Yeah, I don't doubt. And could you walk us through, perhaps just briefly, the, the main points from this latest controversy around uh, $2.75 million that was given to a meth rehabilitation uh, affiliated with the mongrel mob? Yeah, so the, the, the Proceeds of Crime Fund is the, is a, is a, is a fund set up uh, to uh, whereby money taken from gangs and organised crime is then distributed to worthy uh, goals uh, and causes uh, to try and combat gangs, combat organised crime and um, help support victims of crime. What the government did here was they used $2.75 million uh, and gave it to an organisation run by a guy named Harry Tam, who was a life member of the Mungle Mall, and they're giving it to him to run a mess rehab program. Now, apparently he's run a trial last year and apparently it had 100% success. And so therefore, the government is turbocharging it with uh, $2.75 million over over four years to um, uh, apparently help take uh, gang members and put them through the program so that they can be you know, taken off away from their, their uh, addiction. Now, it's all well and good to be trying to get gang members and people addicted to mental health Mess. I think that's a very worthy goal and important that there is appropriate programs available. Uh, but the reality here is you've got a, a, a life mongrel mob member running it. Uh, you've got the issue of uh, no accountability or lack of accountability. Uh, and you've got the, the reality is that uh, the, this organisation, whilst there may have been a trial last year, no long-term success to actually point to to actually prove this is going to work. And so there's a number of big concerns that I have over this. I mean, firstly, it's the fact that the process of crime fund is being used to put money back towards criminal organisations and to mongrel mob members. The money's taken from gangs and given back to gangs. That's not what the, the fund was set up for. Uh, and the second point is that we've got um, an organisation which has no real track record of actually delivering this rehab. Uh, 
you know, surely this should be worked through alongside an organisation um, or through an organisation uh, such as the Salvation Army, which has an actual track record of delivering meth and drug rehabilitation, uh, has accountability measures in place, has experts involved who understand addiction, understand um, how to help people get off their addictions, and this organisation doesn't seem to have any of those things. So, look, a number of serious concerns around how this has been, uh, how this decision has been made, and how the government has defended it. And in my opinion, it, it should never have been made in the, in the first place. The main issue that uh, I've come across, uh, particularly among the younger generation on social media, has been this uh, this idea that the money is not going directly to gangs, uh, but instead it's going mm. to a program called Kahukura through Hard to Reach. And I feel like what, what they really ought to understand is that both that program and Hard to Reach are run by uh, mob members and affiliates. Uh, totally, uh, and I think... And I think you know, you know, it's nice to give give a give a program a label and all the rest. But actually, Harry Tam, the guy who's running it, is a life member of the Mongol mob. Uh, he's been seen on footage uh, speaking at Mongol mob gatherings. Um, he he wears he's a patched member of the Mongol mob. I think for forty seven years or something. Uh, he 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 uses all the, the Mongol mob slogans, which are incredibly racially. Uh, and I think terribly derogatory terms. Um, and now this is not someone who's just a reformed gang member who's trying to help other people get out of the gangs. This is someone deeply embedded. And the, and the strange thing is you've had the Minister of Police turn up on national television and even say, uh, well, it looks like he's on a recruitment drive for more gang members. Well, why does the government then turn around and give this guy $2.75 million? If that's, what he's, that, that's what his agenda is, is to recruit Gang, gang, uh, more gang members. We've got enough gang members in New Zealand, thank you very much. And if you look online, on Facebook, social media, you'll see that the gangs are even using his interviews to actually um, promote the gang lifestyle. So um, this is anything but money to the... This is, well, this is, this is literally money to the gang. There's nothing nothing else about it. And, um, and, and this is what it's going to do, is actually promote more gangs in New Zealand. And that's deeply concerning, particularly when we see the violence they perpetrate. I mean, the other point is, it's the gangs which, which sell the mess. I mean, why are we funding them to actually try and get people off it? It does not make sense at all. No, um, I, I agree. There's a perverse profit incentive, in fact, that even if you do get your members uh, off the drugs that you're peddling, there's, uh, you, when you're making a significant amount of your profits through the illicit supply of illegal substances, uh, you've got no reason to uh, care about the addictions of other people. In fact, mm. you'd worry about it, increasing the addictions of your customers to increase that profit margin. That's right, exactly. And, and talking of uh, rising gang numbers and popularity, I, I see you had a press release out. Uh, just a little while ago, uh, and for the last two months, there's been a new gang member for every day. Is that correct? Yeah, so we've had gang members that are increasing in the last two months by about one gang member a day, um, and so we've gone up, I think, was from 6,003 to about 6,061, so that's um, concerning. Uh, that they're continuing, they're continuing their increase across New Zealand. I mean, the, the two regions in particular which have had massive gang increases since Labor came to office has been the Tasman Police District where there's almost three times as many gang members as there were before um, Labor came to office mm-hmm. and in Wellington where it's more than doubled. Uh, I can assure you people are not moving, to, these gang members are not moving to Wellington because of the weather. Uh, 
they are moving to Wellington because that's, uh, you know, they're, they're increasing their presence, they're increasing their drug trade into those communities, and that's deeply concerning. And the other thing that's really gotten under the skin of a lot of people um, is there's been a price tag of around $275,000 uh, per participant in this uh, in this trial, uh, compared to the four hundred dollars a year that victim support receives, um, th- and that really you know that doesn't strike me as a fair or balanced, um, uh, particularly given the audience that the program's being marketed towards. No, one hundred percent right. And I mean, I think if you look at other organisations that are crying out for funds to run uh, run you know drug rehabilitation services or or courses, I mean. Two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars per person is absolutely, you know, just an insane um, amount of money. No, no, I, I really, uh, I agree with you, and the. In the the other thing that irritates me is you have a lot of people saying, uh, well, you know, we shouldn't see this as a, uh, a zero-sum game. You know, just because these, uh, just because this program received funding doesn't mean that funding was taken away from other programs. Well, that's actually not the case at all, is it? Because the proceeds of crime is a contestable fund, and that means that other parties, perhaps more worthy parties, uh, were turned mm-hmm. down for funding. Yeah, no, it's a, as you say, it's a contestable fund. Um, government departments have put applications forward or, or, and uh, to apply for funding. It's goes to a panel which determines and recommends um, a list of, of programs to the Prime Minister, the Minister of Finance, and the Minister of Justice, who then have the final sign off. So that's, uh, that's all those programs. So three uh, top government uh, officials signed off on this program, including the Prime Minister, and she's since come out in support of it. Uh, do you really think that she's just decided to bury her head in the sand in this one? Like, uh, why, why, why would you come out so radically in support of a program that's uh, just of, of real questionable uh, benefit to New Zealanders as a whole? Well, I think, it's, I think she's... she's decided that this is something that she supports and she's going to back it. But I think you see a softening of approach towards gangs across this government. Uh, we've seen, obviously, the Human Rights Commission also turn up to, to a gang uh, pad and give a, give a donation. You've seen gang members turning up and having... You've had government ministers turning up to gang pads, such as Marama Davidson and Willie Jackson, um, to have conversations and uh, engagement. And so you're seeing a softening of, of approach towards gangs in New Zealand by this government have softened. They're wanting to have conversations, to engage with them. I mean, this is something which is deeply concerning to me and to many New Zealanders because it, it sends a very, um, very strong message to the gangs and of it, you know, emboldening, emboldens them and encourages them in what they're doing because they now have the ear of the government. That's what the ear of the prime minister, that's what the ear of, uh, of, of of other ministers who signed up on this. I mean, Harry Tam, who who said that, uh, who was who was interviewed, said the prime minister trusts me. Why don't you? I mean, I, I'm not going to turn around and trust a gang member. Um, but this, this, this man says he's got the ear of the Prime Minister. This is something which is deeply concerning. And so I think there's a, there's a sort of a, a real shift happening from this government. And that's why we're seeing these things happen. And that's why the, the, the Prime Minister seems absolutely fine about it. Um, but from my perspective, and I think many New Zealanders have contacted me or commented on social media uh, incredibly concerned about the message that And I guess the big question then uh, for you and National more widely is, uh, let's say National comes into government uh, on the next election cycle, what do you do differently? Well, I think the first thing is no money to gangs. I mean, that should mm-hmm. be, I think the reality is I shouldn't have to say that. That should just be reality. Government funds should not be going to gangs or, or criminal organisations. And so we've had, as I said, two examples in the last month 
the, 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 the donation from the Human Rights Commissioner, taxpayer funded, two hundred dollars. It's not say two hundred dollars isn't really a lot, but it's the symbol. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it's more the, symbolic, uh, isn't it? It's very. It's what it symbolically basically says you're one of us. We're happy to give you some donations. I mean, by the by the way, it wasn't donation wasn't asked uh, asked for. He voluntarily decided to give it to the to the gang to the Mongol mob. And then you've had this two point seven five million dollar um, contract uh, signed with with the, the Mongol mob members. So, Firstly, I think that's that's the first thing that has to be done. Is that, and, you know, if we can pass legislation to do that to, to make it clear, then um, we're, we're currently drafting legislation for that purpose um, to amend the Public Finance Act uh, to ensure that that doesn't happen. Uh, and then I think it's about how we uh, we need to shift uh, the whole of government around uh, law and order. And I think this government's been very soft on law and order. Uh, you've seen the only policy they've actually implemented around law and order has been a reduction in the prison population. It's, uh, they've got a goal of reducing the prison population by 30%. Mm-hmm. So that needs to be scrapped. Um, our, our view is actually you've got to reduce the number of people committing crime, uh, you've got to prevent crime, and you've got to ensure that you're victims of crime. Uh, but those who do commit crime, there needs to be consequences. Uh, and so shifting, shifting that is going to be very important. And then it's about actually giving our police the tools they need to actually enforce the law against hardened criminals. Uh, and one of the big things that's really worrying me at the moment is how our police force are feeling very vulnerable. Um, and one thing this government did is they got rid of the armed response teams, which, whilst just a trial, a very effective trial, which gave frontline police more confidence, more support as they were out there, um, as they were doing doing their job on the front line, keeping keeping New Zealand safe, and so we'll bring those armed response teams back because actually our police need to get the confidence and the support to be able to enforce the law. Well, what do you think about uh, more, uh, also a quite controversial, but more of a soft touch uh, way of dealing with it, which is the ACT parties uh, introduced legislation um, that would see uh, the benefits uh, received by gang members severely limited uh, and as what they could do with them? Well, I guess from my stick, I'm not, I'm not sort of able to comment on that because I'm not the social development spokesperson mm-hmm. uh, for, for the National Party. Um, but ultimately, um, we had a range of measures around how, around benefits and we will have a range of policies in that area going into the next election. Um, but look, obviously, they've put forward an idea, which is interesting. Uh, and potentially, it may have some merit, but at the end of the day... Um, you're right, there needs to be, it's not just the hard policy, but there also needs to be those social policies as well to ensure that we don't allow our young people to keep going down the path of crime. I mean, one of the big things that I talk about is, is the need for us, need for the partnership schools. I mean, that was, um, that was, those schools were incredibly successful at helping make sure that our most vulnerable young people mm-hmm. um, were actually getting an education. Uh, and we know that if a young person doesn't have an education and they can't find a job, uh, the gang, the gang, are very quick to recruit those those young people into their into their uh, organisations, and so there's there's a lot of work which needs to be done in that space, so that our young people have opportunity to get get an education, get work, um, so they can uh, contribute uh, fully to society. Uh, so could you could you that, could you develop? So you try and nip uh, recruitment off in the bud there. Could, could you develop a little more uh, on precisely how you do that? So is that on more work programs directly out of schools? What does that look like? 
Well, I think it's about, I mean, as I said, it's just the start of education. So as I said, the, you know, the work around uh, partnership schools, mm-hmm. uh, that was something which was, was critically important to that. Um, there's a lot of work that, that was underway under Bill Anderson's social investment um, uh, approach as well, which was looking at those young people who were most vulnerable to joining gangs and giving them um, opportunities. So there was a range of different initiatives underway across New Zealand, giving young people opportunities and um, helping sure they weren't actually um, weren't, weren't going down life of crime. So there's a whole lot of things in those in those spaces which need to be looked at so that um, so that we're able to give these young people opportunity and, and hope. Now, uh, there's a lot of people on the other side of this argument who would say uh, you're being culturally or racially insensitive, uh, you don't understand the nuances around uh, what drives people to enter into gangs. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the plethora of arguments before. Uh, what would you say in response to that line of questioning? Well, look, I think there, there's a number of number of ways I'd respond to that. I mean, firstly, it's not, uh, you know... The, there's a, there's a real concern in New Zealand around around crime and its impact on our communities, and a lot of that is, is caused by organised criminal groups. And so, calling that out is not is not racist at all. That is basically saying we actually all deserve to live in a safe community, mm-hmm. and every New Zealander every New Zealander deserves that. Uh, the other point I'd make is that actually uh, many of the victims of organised criminal groups are Māori and Pacifica as well, and actually they deserve a voice and they deserve. Um, to be safe as well, and so I'm not going to apologise for standing up against uh, organisations which which make their money out of causing misery, and who perpetrate violence against one of our most vulnerable vulnerable communities. Everyone in New Zealand deserves to live in a safe community, um, no matter what to their background or ethnicity may be. Well, Simeon, thank you very much uh, for your thoughts and comment. Uh, thank you very much for coming on board the podcast. Thanks for having me. The Taxpayer Talk podcast is made possible by the more than 100,000 New Zealanders who join or support the Taxpayers Union at taxpayers.org.nz. Constructive feedback is welcome via podcast at taxpayers.org.nz. And don't forget to hit subscribe or even give us a five-star review on your podcast app.